All right, welcome to another episode of Mundelein Minute. It is season three, episode, I think, 14 or 15. <laughs> Whatever's in the corner. Cool. We're happy you're here. My <laughs> name is Eric Schwenk. I'm a trustee in the Village of Mundelein, and... I am Kara. I'm also a trustee in the Village of Mundelein. I guess I have a last name. Lambert. Yep, Kara Lambert. Yep, that's you. And uh, this is Mundelein Minute. We filmed this in my house. These are my cameras. This is my basement. And um, cats there's, over there. there's cats around. There's a bird. There's kids. My wife's here. So uh, there's also no taxpayer dollars in the filming and distribution of this podcast. I keep so, like looking over there because you have the agenda over there. I do have the agenda. It probably looks weird for people that are watching us. I'm like, you're like, what's the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about the village board meeting from this past Monday, March 13th. And uh, let's, let's dive into let's do it. it. So we did the call to, call to order and attendance. I wasn't there. Kara wasn't there. She had a family. Feel family emergency last Yo. minute my son who's six um did something at gymnastics where the story changes every time and like rolled his ankle and his whole foot was like black and i was like Ooh, we should probably should take him in so we sat in the er at, for the whole night yeah i because i think i texted you at like 9 30 we got 10, home at 10 30 yeah the six-year-old is a little rough yeah and you're like still waiting i was like oh i finally at one point was like do you think they could just take the x-rays and we could like get a result the next day yeah right <laughs> like he's fine unless like, they need to like like i'm gonna give him some it. motrin and like his foot's attached still it's okay so he's fine <laughs> anyways so I yeah there. yeah and everybody was like like kara's not here she's having a baby yeah i got um a message online too that was like congratulations and i was like ah uh, nope nope no baby still no baby check back <laughs> for the next episode she'll probably still be pregnant <laughs> That would be what almost four weeks overdue. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. First day of spring is March twenty first, twenty second. What is okay, it? Okay. Hold now. Maybe it's hold now for spring. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we missed Pi Day, so maybe the election. <laughs> maybe the election. <laughs> no stress holding it back or anything. No, it's no. fine. Yep. All right. So we did the uh, approval of minutes. There was uh, public commentary. There was none. Surprisingly, no public commentary. Uh, we went into presentations and awards and we did a, uh, heard from healthy hedges from the Lake County forest preserve, which was, um, a, a very interesting presentation. I may say it was about, um, eradicating the, the European buckthorn that is very invasive. And, uh, I, I actually spoke about it that I spent several days and probably, three or four dump trucks full of buckthorn that had taken over my backyard when I purchased this house. Oh. And it was uh, a horribly hot summer afternoon for, for the weekend that we did this and it was just miserable. And this was even my, my amazing father-in-law has an, an attachment. It looks like a, he, he basically built a big spade that looks like a big arrow that it attaches to his bobcat. And he goes oh. under the, the buckthorn because you have to get deep yep and he just pulls it out of the ground with that but you still have to handle that plant it's super it's hard to get rid of mm -hmm. um there there is a group in Loch Lomond that's working to eradicate mm -hmm. it as well um it's super hard to get rid of it's really costly to get rid of um also if you leave any of like any of it it will grow back yeah and birds eat the berries and then poop this the what they did to spreads. my car was horrible correct yep i don't uh i don't miss that part of it it is hard this is a hard one to do yes and and the the forest preserve has lots of resources on their website so if you have buckthorn um and they even have little signs that you can put up about eradicating evasive yeah. species or so the beautification committee committee did jenny <clears throat> talk about this at no all? 
they're gonna work on a project they we i don't know how this whatever the, the, the committee, committee is gonna work on a project outside fire station one to uh, <clears throat> eradicate buckthorn and then like some other invasives like golden seal golden rod golden yeah. something yeah i don't know so it is but yeah anyways i'm kind of bummed i missed that yeah so then they they talked about you know some of the they actually had some some flyers and pamphlets about how to eradicate it um and talked about that. Those are on the, the website as well for the, the forest preserve. And then they also talked about uh, some of the, the healthy species, the, the healthy hedges that they call them. And they have a, a pamphlet that you can download yeah. that kind of gets into that. And, and we have a, a blank slate of a front yard and, well, our backyard too right now. So we're looking for the next couple of weeks to start oh, planting some. Well, you got a while. Yeah. Shh. Next couple of weeks. Come on. Bro, it's March. I know. I'm trying to be hopeful here. March 15th. In the but we uh, beware the Ides of March. Well, maybe it'll be born today. Oh, that's great. Stab um, you right in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we want to plant some some monarch stuff and bee friendly stuff to, to get the pollinators out. I mean, we've got resources for that. We sure do. So my front yard got some be, people for you. You can talk it's to be an example. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. <laughs> Uh, next up, we uh, we heard from Flaherty and Collins, and um, I was trying to say it right because there was actually a little thing in the the board meeting. I, th I think Kirsten said it, tried to say it right, and the guy was like, "You got it!" So he got excited about it. <laughs> yeah, um, but we don't need to talk about that. It was just a small little development that took up the rest of Plaza Circle with a hundred tiny. 165 apartments or 200 apartments and 15 Eric is to being facetious right now. 20 townhomes and he some retail so space fine. and uh, finishing off Plaza Circle. Let's talk about that for just a second. Sure. Because the vision has changed over the last 15 years plus. The market has changed. What? I know. You don't say. I know. What has changed that market, Trusty Schwank? <laughs> um, rentals are popular. Was there something that happened in 2020, 2020 that changed the retail space? Uh, yeah, COVID. Was, oh, was huge that changed the retail space and got it. And you know the the mayor, <clears throat> excuse me, the mayor actually talked about it during the State of the Village address that our commercial space in downtown Mundelein is quite lacking. And I know there's a lot of fingers that get pointed at the old Village Hall property. Yeah, and why it's still vacant. And I can't answer that. Because guess what? The village doesn't own it. The village doesn't own it. Right. It's owned by a, a, a private uh, Person, a private business owner, entity. Biz, yeah, entity that, that gets to lease it out. And they lease it to who they would like to lease it to, right? On their terms. On their terms at their price. So Correct. I'm a real estate broker. I have never shown that property and don't know what the rents are for that property. But maybe that's why it's still vacant. Perhaps. But we are adding several hundred apartments and townhomes to people. Plaza Circle, which is going to be a lot of residents, and we do need retail space. So in this concept presentation, that's what I pushed back on, was I want retail space on the ground floor. It doesn't have to be all retail space. I understand they want to put their right. amenity space on the ground yeah, floor. Yeah, of course. But they propose 3,000 to 5,000 square feet on a separate building away from their development that's up towards holly okay and that's fine i think that's a good a good draw in you know to for that space for that corner i still think that those residents those future residents need some space on plaza circle there's now going to be two residential developments right, right there and the closest thing is 
um, the shopping center with the with uh, the grocery store. Yeah. And two breweries. So we need beer and food, man. I don't know. Sounds we, okay. We need some more food. We need some more options. We need more places. Yeah. For people to um, gather for community. And, Coffee. Yeah. Whatever. Right. I don't know what else. As we both sit here yeah, drinking coffee. Drinking our coffee. Correct. <laughs> so that was my pushback. Um, there is um, a large amount of money associated with this project through the TIF. Through Do you want to talk about this? Financing. Sure. So you and I hemmed and hawed about this. Crunch numbers. Back of the napkin. Pulled up real numbers. Talked to staff about numbers. Talked to staff because yeah. both of us were like, holy hell, that's a, I'm putting my coffee cup over here. That's a big freaking number. Yeah. So... I'd have to go back and look. It was 16 or 19 million. 16. 16 million. Yep. And there is roughly 15 to 16 years left, I think, on that yep. TIF. And this this property right now brings in $0 in, in tax revenue. Correct. When this development comes out of the ground, we're looking at one and a half to two and a half million for the Plaza Circle developments. Per year. Per year in taxes. Year. And, and that's we, just... That's that doesn't include what they'll pay the schools because even though it's in a tip, the tip, the school will get money for the number of residents that attend the school. So Cardinal Square also impact fees will go to the school as well. Impact fees are, are in, so included keep that in the separate. Yep, keep that's that separate. totally separate. Yep. yep, yep, yep. But the property taxes for the head count, not for just the property count, but for the head count. So for comparison, Cardinal Square, the main building, has five yeah, students. Yeah. That attend seventy five. Uh, yeah, District seventy five. So they get District seventy five gets paid for those five units, right? So these developments generate a lot of TIF increment that can be used to spur development. That's what this is for. That's what a TIF is designed for. Yep. And this TIF also purchased the land that is now being sold to this developer, and that those bonds will be paid by the TIF. Correct. So it's something that, you know, we're looking at the future financing, uh, knowing how many years are left and how much money this increment can bring in based on similar And size. this will pay back the bonds. Yep. And also leave us with a little bit left over. That's the hope. So you and I talked about this before the vote, before the, um, before the meeting, about this is probably the most conservative approach to finance development. To help finance development. And we, we actually heard from some consultants last year that talked about And we this. were nervous during that presentation, right? We said, oh, we're getting this presentation because something's going to come <laughs> to us where they're going to want to bond out TIF. Yeah. Or they're going to want to do something that's more risky and more lucrative for a developer. And we were like, Goo. and in fact, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And in other municipalities, it's important to note that that is happening. Mm -hmm. Um where they're so hungry for development and they want these developers to come that they are being extremely aggressive with how they help fund it. Correct. And here developers want to build here yep. and we can still have the control of being conservative with how we incentivize development. Yes. End of rant. End of rant. And I'm <laughs> going to add on that in the term sheet, uh, it's not a redevelopment agreement yet. We'll, we'll get there. In this term sheet, there is some um, clawback, and there's also some penalties. Pretty, and pretty aggressive timelines. Pretty aggressive timelines. Like, you better get your stuff together and move. And there are aggressive penalties that you lose TIF funds over the life of the project if you don't meet these penalties. Yeah, so this agreement 
although it's big and people are going to be nervous about development and change and all this stuff, pretty, dare I say, beneficial to the town. I would agree. Like, I would agree. In the long run, this this will be a very beneficial project to Mundelein. Okay. So that, if you, we could talk about TIFF and financing and all the while I couldn't, but he could for a long time. <laughs> if you have questions, email us, call us, yell yep. at us on the street. Hey, I have questions. We are happy to answer them to the best of our abilities. Yeah. So, especially on big projects like this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we'll move on. Um, there were no hearings under mayor's report. Uh, we had a mayoral proclamation recognizing trustee Sol Cabachuela. And, uh, Sol read a very touching letter, and she has resigned from the board. She's taking a position uh, as a, a deputy chief overseeing clerk. election process. And, uh, you know, so that there's absolutely zero conflicts here. She has resigned as a trustee to, to take on that position. She also resigned from the high school yep. to take on this uh, this role of the county clerk's office. So congrats to her. But yeah, it's congrats to her, but it's it's sad to see her yeah. leave and um you know, as she even mentioned in her letter, she was the first uh, Latina elected to the village board. Yeah. And uh, her insights and her views will be missed. Yes. And the mayor will replace, will, uh, oh my gosh. So the mayor will appoint. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, the mayor appoints, the board confirms the appointment. Right. So it's not just a, a blanket appointment from the mayor of whoever uh, he chooses. The, the board gets to vote, vote on, on that. And he has said that he will wait until after the election. Personally, I don't like that. I would prefer it not be tied to the election yeah, whatsoever weird. and just there is only the one we talked about. There is only one board meeting, but still, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So he's we'll waiting see. until after the election to, to make his appointment. And he has 60 days by ordinance to do that. So there we go. There we are. What's the first board meeting after the election? I'd have to look at the calendar. Hold on. You look at that. I'll go next. We, April 11, April 10th. April 10th. Okay. Perfect. There you go. Hang okay. Fast. Uh, so we did a commission appointment for the Economic Development Com Commission and appointed Laurel Lowry. So congratulations to the new commissioner. Yep. Uh, the mayor's monarch pledge was renewed. Praise. Uh, yep. Which is pretty awesome. Good. And then a purchase agreement for 210 East Holly Street, which is an old Citgo gas station. You want to talk about this one? Go. I'm kind of annoyed that I wasn't at this meeting. So, Theo, when you're old enough and watching this, we'll talk about why I missed this board meeting. <sighs> Kids. Um, so, this is the old gas station that's sitting on Holly that's been vacant for, like, ever. Mm -hmm. As long as I can remember. Um, it's been – had various signs for sale. It's been at auction. It's gone here and there. Tax sale. <sighs> the village administrator did a great job negotiating this. Not going to deny it. It's come before us in executive session – three times probably mm -hmm. at various price points. He got them down to the lowest price point we've seen incredibly low. However, opinion of one, I don't like the fact of us buying land to ease development developers. I just don't like it. Like as a board, we should be setting zoning, granting variances, probably not purchasing land. So although I understand why it was done, I probably would have voted no against it. No, I probably would have voted no on it just because in principle, it doesn't sit well with me. End of rant. That being said, it probably was a good strategic purchase. Yep. So 
<laughs> so there we go. So even in executive session when this came up, I <coughs> I was um I was borderline. I was not for it nor really against it and I kind of hated the idea of it. In principle. Yes. Right. I do not like buying land for the village to hold for multiple reasons. One, we lose all the tax revenue on it. Once the minute we own it, it goes to zero taxes for any taxing body. It's tax exempt. And uh, Correct. that just doesn't, ugh, I hate that. Um, buying gas stations is tricky, dangerous business. Even though the tanks were removed, you still have to get a- Well, and we know the land, this this one had already had the first level of- It had, had a phase one done, and now we're waiting for what's called an NFR, a uh, no further remediation letter from the Illinois EPA. So once that's issued, we'll be in a better place. And that's, the sale is contingent upon that. So that's important to know. Right. Um, this one I was okay with only because it was coming out of current fiscal year funds, not reserves. So we had the money to, to do this at its extremely small purchase price compared to other village properties that have been purchased. Yes. We weren't bonding out money. We weren't taking from reserves. This is additional revenue that we will have at the end of the fiscal year. Uh, and it's forecasted so, and this this was able to be managed in there. Um, it's the definition of blight in the community. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, I drive it every day when I take the <laughs> to school, and he always comments, "Mom, that building is so ugly." I know. I know, right? So, this is exactly what TIF districts are for: is taking down blighted land and, and redeveloping it. And we have that opportunity here at a, a reasonably cheap price it's contiguous to other village owned properties so it can be packaged for sale right and, and into something cool and we are running out of land in the downtown to develop on and there may be already people that are interested in it i mean there's like a lot of positives for it we'll see yeah and i will say that um i and you keep there's a spreadsheet of all the properties that we've owned mm -hmm. <laughs> we keep very close tabs on that and that spreadsheet has dwindled down over the last four years. Yeah. So some of them so, are things we're going to have to own forever, like some retention or detention ponds or, right. you know, wastewater treatment facilities and other village owned like assets, easements, right? Like easements, are, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the streets you drive on. Hmm? So we're not necessarily in the business of selling all of the village owned properties. Like getting rid of the stuff that's se saleable, excess, excess yeah. developable, that kind of thing. So whatever. So this, this passed. Right. Since Kara wasn't there, it passed unanimously. <laughs> but uh, Thanks, yeah, Leo. so we'll be we'll be moving forward and, and purchasing that property and uh, the plans to demolish it. Yeah. And it, at least in the meantime, it'll like look better down Holly. Correct. Correct. So, so moving on to uh, the trustee reports. The first one was uh, the Flaherty Collins term sheet. So everything that we talked about um, earlier. So we we made a motion to move forward with the sale of lots two, four and five around village uh, village hall plaza circle whatever around that area and and get that development started um, again there's still steps redevelopment agreements and uh, timelines that need to be um, you know brought in front of the board and but and the ball is on the more. field yeah yep exactly it's in motion yeah um, public works we did a change order for some western slope strain improvement uh, for 45,000 done with this yet nope how much more is left man <laughs> this is some warranty work 
I guess that's a good idea to protect your investment. There you go. So IGA Fremont Township, this was a uh, intergovernmental agreement for the township to do some of the plowing or was it vice versa? Um, I forget, but yet the township, township is doing do it, yeah. the yeah, plowing yeah, right. and the village is paying $6,000 a year so that we're not having to be in places. And I like these agreements. Keeps things, keeps the trucks in one place so that yes. they're not having to drive all over the place to do extra work. Yes. I like these agreements. Yeah. Yep. Uh, finance committee, 2023 prevailing wage act. Um, so by state statute, we have to adopt an ordinance with our prevailing wage rates set in them. The county issued new rates for 2023. We adopted them. It's per the law. Per the law. Yep. Which this is just so odd in my opinion. This is government being redundant. This is yeah. the redundant Department of Redundancy yes. at its greatest. Yeah. If the state says it, then why do we have to adopt it? And why does the county set like every branch what? of government's involved? What? what? Correct. Right. If the, if the state just set yeah. the, the rates then let's move there on. There it is. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Uh, and then the governing body bill approval of $846,493.18, which right is line. right in the middle of where it normally is. Yep. Uh, public safety. We repealed some chapters of the municipal code. Oh, my God. How happy was Tim Wilson that he got to talk about public safety? He was, was happy, but didn't he... go into any detail, which is very un-Tim Wilson. Come on, Tim. Where are you at? I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I'm but these were some some parts of the municipal code that we no longer use and, and we we repealed those sections did the chiefs give an update uh well first the foreign foreign fire insurance board motion and that passed and then the chiefs gave an update and um it was only uh john chief monahan chief monahan yep the citizens police is coming up march 29th it's a six week six week course several hours do it a week you will learn so much we did when i when we were first i when i was first elected i did something similar like where we yeah went one night few nights and i <laughs> learned so much and i was like oh my god i'm oh, so thankful for it kind of blows your mind yes. yeah uh so that's coming up here and uh you can find more information out on the village website did he talk about coffee with a cop he did not chief monahan it's friday okay okay where? at karina's at karina's because nothing says st patrick's day like karina's Sounds good. I'm sure they'll have something green. Green, green conscious. Duh. Right. Hello, it's so obvious. Uh, and then Jeremy Lockwood was was there, our battalion He's chief. He's battalion chief, yeah. Yep. And uh, he was there for the fire department, but didn't have any report for us. He was probably terrified. He probably was. Poor guy had to Poor. fill in for Lark. Poor guy. Those are big shoes to fill. Yeah. And then uh, the donation of Crest Ultrasonics Firearm Cleaning and Lubricating System which is the, a heck of a name for a product. What? And um, so this firearm cleaning and lubricating system was excess property that the village did not need any further. And usually we have our excess property uh, auctioned. auctioned off. Yeah. But this time we took the ultrasonic firearm cleaning and lubricating system and donated it to Libertyville. Stop saying it. <laughs> so... Uh, <coughs> We, you know, oh when we get rid of excess property and we're giving it to another body, we have to vote, um, on, vote on it. And then I'm guessing because it has to do with firearms and uh, cleaning them and lubricating them that we had to do a, <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing now, um, a waiver of liability and a hold harmless agreement. So that, that had to come before the board. Okay. All right. So that was that was pretty much it. There was uh, nothing from building, transportation, infrastructure, no weather reports, the omnibus items. Um, there was uh, some work being done for a water 
from Mundelein Gardens Water Main, uh, Hammond Street Parking Engineering, and Granicus, which is our website and uh, civic streaming. And they do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, all of our all packets, of, all, all of that things. runs through Granicus. So that was our, our annual payment to them. Uh, we did have executive session, but there was no report from the attorney or the clerk. And executive session was for minutes pending litigation land acquisition or sale of property and minutes dun, dun, dun. yeah okay no action after it though no action after that was it that was it okay cool yeah so we'll see you in the next episode and uh go vote no we'll have another episode before the election well they can still oh well, it's like early voting yeah. early voting starts uh next monday well it already started it's already the, started at the county, county so get yeah. the courthouse you can vote now uh, but it'll be open across the county, and remember that you can On vote. On the 20th, right? Yep, next Monday. <gasps> wow. You can vote at any early voting location in Lake County. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's five days? I know. Wow. Go vote. Go vote. Okay. All right. See you next we'll time. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.